Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Freaks podcast. So following a year that no one could have possibly have predicted, we're now going to try and attempt to predict what is going to happen in the world of paid social and PPC in the year 2021. Who knows what's going to happen, but hopefully some useful insights on what we're seeing working right now on the platforms and where we think things are going to develop. If you enjoy this one, please do subscribe, all the usual podcast places, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know the drill, would love to see you there and hope you enjoy this one. Jade, Fern, how are you? It's Blue Monday, so hopefully you're not feeling too blue. No, I don't believe in Blue Monday, I just believe in Blue January. (laughs) (laughs) Just get the January over and done with and then we can just crack on. Especially this year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So we've got Jade from the PPC side, Fern's joining us from the paid social side. We're going to try and predict what we think is going to happen this year, although sat here this time last year, there's no way we could have predicted 2020. So we'll see how this this one pans out. Um, So we're going to talk about, I guess, like platform trends, general industry trends, what we think the year is going to have in store, um, all of those types of things. So I guess first off, who wants to kick off? Oh, that's a question. We should have very good question. <laughs> we, should have, we should have flipped a coin for that one. I think. Well, seeing as it's Fern's first, I feel like just so she gets eases in, I can start. I'm happy to do that, and then thank you. After she's listened to me rambling, I'm sure she'll like feel a bit more at ease. I think so. <laughs> so, um, I guess one of the first things that um, I guess I'm predicting as someone who's worked in marketing for a few years, as well as you know taking. Um, ex- just what people are saying online and any any sort of predictions from other people and sort of accumulating it together. Um, One of the main things is going to, especially on the PPC side, is going to be automation and sort of getting used to being a bit less hands-on and just letting the platforms use their AI to to their best abilities. Um, I think especially Google is trying to get everyone to do that because obviously it makes sense and they've put a lot of their heart and soul into it and they want everyone to get the best results. Maybe, you know, people think that they want to spend more money, which could also be true, but it's sort of, they've worked hard to get the platforms to work in that way. So why don't we just um, sort of roll with it instead of push back on it? Um, And just seeing, we're seeing a lot more, results as well when using those automated um options instead of you know sort of being that I know best because I'm a human and I know what I can and I'm going to use everything manually and I'm going to try it because it's the way that it's been this whole time and I think it's sort of just adapting a bit more to that so um I definitely can see that being pushed a bit more next year um and I think also just easier like I think it's maybe it's like a human thing where we don't like things being taken away and like you sort of have that that section of I want my I want control and it's like giving up control and just letting something do it it's quite hard for people to do but I think just do it and like just let someone else take control a bit more and then it just gives you more time to you know analyze the data that's coming through and see what we can do there instead of just trying to manually do everything 
all day every day so yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's determined thing. it's always going to be determined by the results though isn't it yeah you know, like if you can get better results through a degree of automation brilliant if you can get better results by keeping control of certain things brilliant do you think or do you think yeah. it's getting better yeah no I do, I do think it's getting better definitely it's going to be that let's um see which one's better and not just rely on it too much but i think then that's just sort of putting a bit more trust in it yeah maybe yeah. this year and just yeah trying to see what comes of it that makes sense yeah what about you fan yeah it's the exact same thing really on the social side with the ios updates rolling out um, oh yeah, and it it just means that, especially with Facebook, they're having to do a lot of preparation very quickly, um, and it is a case of relying on the Facebook algorithm to make the best decisions for a business through paid social. Um, and I just think through that, it's going to be a continuous balancing act on what like how reliant we should be on Facebook as a whole. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I think balancing act is a really good way of summarizing it because certain things you just don't want to automate, I still think. Yeah. So for example, the ABO versus CBO, if yep. you're a new account and you want to have that control over where the budget is being spent, you're not going to want to go straight into a campaign based optimization. However, I predict that that's going to completely roll out as an obligatory thing and you won't be able to do audience-based anymore. Um, so it's a case of figuring out how we manage that the most effectively um, because we do have the best of both worlds at the moment, but I think that will start getting restricted. But do you think that will happen because it was going to be mandatory? Yeah. And then they stopped it being mandatory. So I think because of these updates and Facebook having to make so many many decisions on the back end that I think the I choices as an ads manager user is going to start dwindling. I um, see what you mean. Because yeah. there's only so much we can do about these yeah. changes. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other topic, isn't it? Yeah. iOS 14 and all the traffic. Yeah. yeah. That's, for, that's for another podcast. <laughs> I mean, it is Blue Monday. <laughs> Yeah, let's just get into the really depressing stuff today, shall we? <laughs> but I see what you mean. I do see yeah. what you mean. But there's always still going to be, like, as long as people are using the platform, on the positive side, like, as long as people are using the platform, interacting and engaging on the platform, there will always be a way of reaching them. It's just the environment within how we're doing that is probably going to change pretty heftily or heavily yeah. this year, isn't it? I think that's 100%. the thing like I think we as people and as marketers have to adapt a bit more this year and I think that's one of the main things and we've been quite lucky that yeah some, maybe we haven't had huge changes where we have to adapt the way we work as much in the past whereas yeah. you know we're adapting to everything new especially last year and probably continuing this year so it just means that we also have to do that in our work day yeah, yeah I guess we're used to adapting now exactly so it should be a walk in the park yeah what's normal <laughs> yeah i think it's like a nudge in the right direction for us as marketers okay. to be able to 
diversify more and not be so heavily reliant upon one specific activity. So I think the interdependence of marketing activity is going to have to get a lot stronger yeah. with like CRM lists going through lead gen on Facebook instead of just the standard conversion ads yeah. and diversifying the platforms as well. Like especially just this month I've seen clubhouse become a massive thing. Yeah. I've just joined it. So I'm excited to see what that's oh, about. Cool. Um, and then signal is another thing that everyone was just crazed over after just, I think it was Elon Musk that put it on his Twitter and of then the downloads of <laughs> suddenly it's massive the roof yeah. yeah um and I think it's a case of not being scared to try new things yeah. just, just just to see what's out there because many many moons ago Instagram was just this new thing that no one knew yeah. about and it's become what it is now yeah so it's, it's definitely worth like trying this. oh yeah, yeah definitely do you think um as tracking gets more complex and obviously there's loads of um, privacy releases around things like cookies and it's just obviously we're going to get to a point where we're more and more restricted in terms of what we can track, which gets you to the point where really the biggest thing, and it sounds really obvious, is like overall uplift. So how is everything working together and slightly less perhaps of a granular view? Yeah, Maybe... it's a force like you say into that slightly bigger thinking maybe yeah yeah for sure like having the data restricted from our eyes sort of gives you you have to take a step back and think okay we can't exactly see what this one particular keyword is potentially doing but then it's like actually let's look at all of them as a whole and see see trends from there and sort of step back and see and then also Whereas all of our marketing spend yeah. working best instead of just like really into the yeah. detail. So yeah. I don't think that's actually a bad thing. I think having sort of data taken away, like obviously we can get quite granular and we can get quite stalkerish in terms of the way that we look into data and, you know, like Google Analytics. We can see a lot of stuff and it, it's not always a bad thing to see a higher level. Yeah, because I think completely. that's where you you can make the bigger decisions if you yeah. do have that overall picture. So yeah, so potentially quite annoying, but also a good shift in thinking, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I think it's only annoying because it's something that we've just got used to. Yeah. and I think like it's not like when you really think about it, like yeah, we're going to have to change the way we work, and it's just the fact that we just have to change. It's not. It, I don't think it's the that bad to be honest it just keeps us on our toes yeah exactly what's the point in just having everything the same all the time yeah and things change anyway like it's not like uh within digital marketing things aren't changing rapidly anyway it's just more continued change so you're right we shall adapt we shall adapt what do you think um i saw someone put up a poll i think on twitter and uh, around about kind of things like in-person events for the year. Because that was one thing that I really missed last year was being at an event, going for a beer afterwards, catching up with people, meeting new people. Do we think that's going to happen this year? What are your... Because obviously no one really knows, but I thought it'd be quite interesting to see what you think. 
Yeah, I think it's that appetite for going out in general really coincides with it as well. Because I love an event and just kind of the networking and whether it's like a work conference or if it's just a company social, I think it's so important to have those like real life conversations face to face. Yeah. And from online kind of summits that I've been on, there is an opportunity to network through Zoom or kind of any other like video platform, but I don't think it's being used that much. It's not the same though, is it? Yeah, it's just, it's like, not the same. You might be able to add some people on LinkedIn and then maybe send them a message, but that's as far as it goes. And it, it is more awkward yeah. as well. Like I don't it's, know whether it's that sort yeah. of human contact that you need because it's easier to be like, just have those quick conversations. And even if it's just, should we grab a beer with a couple of people? And like, like you just, it's so much easier than, oh, hello, how are you? On the it just <laughs> yeah. gets a bit too formal, I think. Yeah. Well. Like yeah. it makes you feel a bit more formal. It's yeah. also the actively hanging up to like stop the conversation. <laughs> it makes you feel so rude that it's just like, okay, so this conversation's ran its course. It was great to talk to you. I'm going to hang up now and talk to somebody else. I just, yeah. I, I, it's so unnatural as like yeah. social beings yeah. treat another yeah. person that way. It's not, yeah, it's really not the same, is it? And um, I wonder whether it will be, will it be the autumn? Maybe like a few in-person events keep, come back in. Will it be next year? I don't know, but I really want to really go to some. Yeah. I 2022 to Mexico needs to happen. <laughs> I just can't see anything changing that much in the next few months for it to be able to have the time to set them up because I think that also there's a lot of prep that goes into these events and even not just work events I'm thinking things like festivals as well like everyone keeps talking about those happening they're not going to happen this year like I don't think I don't want to be pessimistic but I just don't think they are I think you're right I have like seven different festivals lined up with my ticket at the ready but I just don't think it's going to happen until at least next year because I think you're right it's just even though we're sort of making progress with the the vaccine etc I just don't think that we're sort of ready enough to just go from you know having to stand two meters away from each other and not see more than one other person to being in a field with 50,000 people like it's such a jump I don't think that it's going to happen in a year but I think maybe things smaller things like um instead of full-blown events like Brighton SEO maybe there'll be sort of more localized things maybe it'll be something like I know we talked about um doing things in the future maybe for this year it'd be cool to get some people together and do like workshops and things like that so maybe it's a sort of we take it back into our own hands and we set these things up instead of relying on the event organizers to sort of create those really big things maybe it's just we localize them a bit more and have you know smaller amounts of people which also helps in terms of diversifying what we do because we obviously do like paid social and PBC, but it's something that it would be interesting to see how we could formulate and run an event that would be such a good thing to sort of try out and we probably would never think of doing that before because you know it's a lot of effort and we could just go to the ones that are on but if it's something smaller than 2021 yeah drive events look out guys (laughs) yeah that's a big prediction but yeah. that's something, obviously like if it gets to October and nothing's happened it's like we might just be really looking for some kind of human interaction so we just invite some people 
to a pub and have a chat like that kind yeah. of thing like wouldn't that be more, nice to do that, that would just again. be amazing yeah, like just a oh. lot more chilled as well I think sometimes when you have all these huge events these big speakers and you know like there's a lot of pressure on that whereas if it's yeah. just get, getting some people interested in marketing together for an afternoon yeah and a couple of beers always yeah. helps as well doesn't yeah. it exactly and then that yeah. way you just get to make um you just get to meet different people and expand yeah. on your knowledge as well and yeah so maybe we're just reversing and going back to like the old school days a bit I think we are I think we are definitely taking a step back and everything is becoming a little bit more localized yeah it's like I guess everyone's now had almost a year of surviving virtually so mm-hmm. there's the well like, I guess it's like well why People are stepping back and going, why would you go to that? Or like, why do you want to do that? Or why? It's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think this year, I don't know what you guys think, but last year we were kind of like on the fence of knowing what was going to happen for the next, even the next few weeks, let alone the rest of the year. And now we've kind of, I don't, I think we've kind of got to the fact that it's probably going to be like this for a while and we just need to like, try new things to see what's going to work in this situation instead of just waiting for the rules to change and us to go back to normal we just know like we we're sort of at that point where we just know it's going to be like this for a few months and even if things do change back to normal a bit more doesn't mean we still can't do these online things it's just like planning for them a bit more yeah yeah Yeah. i agree saying you know we'll see what the rules are next month and then see and then suddenly you're six months down the line and you've done nothing yeah. it's going to be a year of contingency plans I think, yeah because plan things a's are going b's to... c's and d's yeah yeah uh, just in every sense of business just yeah like contingency yeah. plans for when lockdown lifts and then we go back into lockdown again or when a certain industry is allowed to function again like hospitality yeah i think it's it's definitely a case of just constantly having your eye on the ball and where yep. it's moving to. I think that also, yeah. like that conversation we had earlier about um, people's digital habits and things and how I don't think we really have to worry too much that as soon as everything opens up again, people are going to stop shopping online and using online platforms, etc. because it's not, I don't think it's going to be that black and white. I think people are quite used to get used to things quite quickly. And I think everyone's got used to shopping online. So I don't see that really changing back drastically. Yeah. Like there'll be those people that still love to go out shopping, but also people will still just have that habit of doing it online. Yeah. So there'll be like a nice in between, I think. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. And it's, um, I guess it's probably, yeah, I think you're right. Like it won't change too much it will change a bit but back in March there was this massive panic that you know everything was going to fall off a cliff and obviously some things some industries have had a really bad year but then e-commerce was massive last year absolutely massive and that was a bit of a surprise initially I think at quite how much it exploded and it makes so much sense given that everyone was stuck at home they couldn't really go out a lot more shops were shut at the time but that yeah. was a real good silver lining wasn't it so yeah will that, that continue I think also back then the fact that they were able to keep up with orders I think that that was sort of a question at the beginning it was like are you able to have 
the warehouse full of workers as you would previously etc and I think a lot of people were able to really keep their I suppose what's the word like their customer service and their journey to such good standard despite Mm. all the changes I think that's also really like one thing that helped the e-com side boom because if they didn't have that side of it sorted that would have just dropped off and people would have just been annoyed if their order took three weeks instead of 24 hours etc so but I do think that's going to continue I think people people just like things easy and buying online is now very easy even more than it was before yeah and a lot of businesses up there are e-commerce game as well so Mm -hmm. but you know maybe smaller businesses that weren't really selling online or um, larger businesses that hadn't had a huge focus on it so they're still there and they're still trading online and that's a really really good thing um but will be i think it will be interesting to see how that trend adapts or changes if at all when things start opening up fully again yeah i think one thing is that once kind of an e-commerce business has set a standard of really reliable delivery times, quick delivery times and good customer service because of such a massive demand for it. It's then there to stay because once someone knows about a next day delivery service, they will continuously use it. I don't think it's going to be a case of people want to wait five to 10 business days ever again now that they know the capacity is there. And I think it would be interesting to see how digitally we can track how many more people are going to start looking for physical stores, like looking at location searches and kind of signups to store openings and things like that. Yeah. That would be really interesting to to have a look at. Yeah. Because people will want to get back to the high street. Just for a change of scenery as well. Just to get out of the yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless of whether they're spending, they like because it could even be, I, I might go shopping. Because <laughs> that's the thing. I think I I know as like personally, sometimes I'll look around and spend the whole day outside looking around in shops, and then I'll still go home and buy what I found online because because I sort of have that time to think about things. I think yeah, that could also be the fact that that also changes so it it won't necessarily take people's purchasing online away it's just yeah it's going to be different to have everyone outside again I think that's also a trend as well something that we see in summer you know people are outside in the sun not really using their mobile phone as much will it be that because everyone is out and about they use their phone less and something that we did see sort of after that first initial lockdown but it wasn't huge and I don't think we should worry about it being awful as sort of like a digital place i don't think we should worry too much agreed or it could be that people are using their phones more to showcase that they're out of the house (laughs) that is also very good places to go now that they look at me (laughs) yeah can go beyond their gardens yeah oh yeah here's the outside world yeah (laughs) one day soon yeah one day soon one day soon i'm sure um so to round up, do you both have like what well, I guess like, what's your biggest tip for 2021? Put gonna put you on the spot. I think for social, 
diversification is essential. Uh-huh. Do you do your research into the other platforms, see if it is in line with your business and your goals. Don't kind of, I guess, don't disregard the power of lead gen and CRM lists and how important that is digitally and how important it's going to get digitally. Um, and just keep an eye on just customer comments make sure that the things that you're seeing on your accounts from customers and their reviews actually aligns with yep. what your brand wants and yep. how you want your business to grow. Yep. Um, that was like a three and one. But, yeah, I was going to say that was like <laughs> four. <the> one. <laughs> yeah. So that's bonus. They my big, yeah. I think they do tie in Yeah, just because you need to cover all bases at the moment because not resting on one's laurels. Yes. That's what I was trying to think of. And I couldn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) We got there. Yeah. We got there in the end. What's yours, Jade? Have you got four? So I like, as you were mentioning that, I think it's very similar. I think, um, especially from Google ads perspective, like someone, a lot of people rely heavily on search but there are so many different options available now and I think what we've seen in the last few months especially is like when we do try those other platforms like discovery and youtube ads that even though it might not be the first thought for your business they there's just so much to explore there and I do think um so especially with things like video just becoming such an ultra way of just marketing everything like things like um, reels on Insta and then obviously um, TikTok and etc and things all of these new platforms coming out and then so I also saw a stat that I think 80% of um, YouTube watchings now on like TVs because of the way that we've all moved and like yeah. we've gone from working at home now so people are like doing stuff more on their TVs and there's a lot of different ways that, that we're doing stuff yeah so then also think looking at things like youtube ads as something that you everyone can try because just people are watching more youtube even ever more than ever before and i think that's something that even though it might not be your first thought is something to try and especially if you have video already it's it's just worth trying and if you don't they've actually rolled out um in in november last year they mentioned about how they're rolling out sound like audio ads for YouTube so you can have a static image and just have audio in the background because people are listening to music a lot more on, on YouTube so it's yeah. sort of trying new things basically sorry that was a, like a really roundabout way of saying <laughs> try new things because, yeah but I think that yeah that really does like both of you are on the same page with that I think yeah so it's yeah. like not resting on your laurels experimentation and diversification is the key yeah. yeah, just don't Actually, panic. Like, the and don't freak out. Yeah. yeah, the possibilities are there and the potential is there. So don't panic if the thing that you focus on the most starts to change. Yeah. Try something new. Yep, amazing. Yeah, I do think that like we should just go in, just try new things because we don't have a clue what's going on at the moment. So why not just try everything and see what works? Yeah. Love it, love it. <laughs> Love it. What a good note to end on. So thanks, guys, for joining. Um, 
Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to go and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places, and we will see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>